This episode of All Things Considered is brought to you by George Costanza. I don't want hope. Hope is killing me. My dream is to become hopeless. When you're hopeless, you don't care. And when you don't care, that indifference makes you attractive. So hopelessness is the key. It's my only hope. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four um, of All Things Considered. We decided to revamp the name, uh, go a different go a different way with the content. I'm here with Justin, as usual, and uh, we got um, some interesting topics to discuss this week. I'm looking forward to it. There's a, not very many <clears throat> good college football games on. Kind of a disappointing slate this week. Yeah, no. Uh, last week was kind of chock full of blockbusters. Yeah, there's so. a lot of good spreads, I think, but besides that, there's not going to be any games that really pull you out of your seat. Um, so we're gonna get it started. Uh, recapping overall record, uh, nine and seven. Justin seven and nine. Yep. Um, still anyone's game at this point. We both we both made huge errors last week betting on the Bobcats. Yeah. I think I think we have too much faith in them um, because we have something invested in it. Yeah. But if you're if you're betting on um, Ohio University. Stay away from them like the plague. You know, honestly, the sure thing is probably to bet against them every week. Um, yeah, there's your lock of the week right yeah, there. But that's free. Next one will cost you. Yeah. So that that's probably the the move with that. But yeah, they're not playing too well this year. So going into it, uh, Friday night we got Ohio State versus Northwestern. Ohio State is favored by 28 points. Over under is 50. Uh, Justin, I'll let you take the lead with this one. Yeah, this is kind of a weird game for the Buckeyes. Um, right after a week off, they go to Evanston for a, kind of an uncharacteristic Friday night game. I know a lot of people around Ohio, and I'm sure um, in Illinois, are kind of upset because they're going to have to miss high school football. But I guess we're at the mercy of the schedulers. So anyway, Ohio State favored by 28 points. The over-under is 50. Uh, if you've watched Ohio State football this year... I don't think you have any doubt that they're capable of hitting the over by themselves. Yeah. I don't know if they'll do that so much, but um, uh, I'd take the over. And Ohio State's going to cover. They're going to be pumped up. They've had the week off. Uh, Justin Fields wants to pull um, a little bit closer in the Heisman race, I'm sure. Ohio State wants to prove themselves before Wisconsin next week. Uh, I'm taking the Buckeyes by 30-plus. Jake, what you got? Um, this game has every bit of the sleeper feel for me. Right. You know, Ohio State has Wisconsin next week, and then after that they got Penn State, Michigan, yada, yada, yada. Um, is, that but, a, is that a Seinfeld reference? Yada, yada, yada. Um, <laughs> this, but this Ohio State team seems different than all the other ones in the past. Um, I like Ohio State minus 28, and I also like the over. I agree with Justin. Um, I think 50 is a little low. I don't I don't know why that, that is what it is. I don't know. Maybe Northwestern's going to slow down the game. But I think I, I think Ohio State's averaging like 40 yeah, points a game yeah. plus. So the I mean the only way that Northwestern even has a chance on this is if they just control the time of possession. Um I think no matter what Ohio State wins this game outright, but the spread might get a little iffy if Northwestern does uh kind of drive down the field and control some of the um time of possession and doesn't let Ohio State have as many opportunities as possible. That's the only only chance they're going to have. State's, in Ohio, if you can't turn the de- you can't turn the ball over against Ohio State's defense cuz they'll they'll it'll just kill you. Um moving on to our next game, we got Primetime 
uh, Penn State versus Michigan. Penn State is uh, their nine and a half point favorites versus Michigan, and over under forty six and a half. Justin, what do you think about um, this one? Um, this is in Happy Valley, which is never an easy environment to play in. Uh, fun fact: Michigan is one and six against the spread in their last seven road games, and of all the places to play in the Big Ten, uh, Penn State is not one of the easier uh, places to play. Michigan's offense this year has been a hit or miss with more misses than hits. Uh, <laughs> Shea Patterson has uh, struggled mightily after um, a good season last year, and I think a lot of people expected a little more from uh, this offense this season, but they haven't got it. Uh, Penn State has game-breaking ability. They have the uh, talent on both sides of the ball to score some points, but I do not see this overhitting. I think 45 is a little generous. Um, uh, I just know Michigan has a ton of trouble scoring, and I don't think Penn State could do that all by themselves. So I'm taking the under. I think we'll clock in right about 40 points. And um, I like Penn State, but I don't think they'll cover. Uh, I think Penn State wins by a touchdown, but I think Michigan does just enough um, that you shouldn't bet on Penn State to cover. Um, I agree with that also partially. I think that the over, the under, I mean, sorry, will definitely hit. All these Big Ten um, over-unders are look like NFL over-unders. They, they really do. It's There's a lot of defense. It's that good old-fashioned Big Ten football. Oh, so, that, yeah. That really, everybody loves to see. Yeah, that's sort of the identity we're getting back to yeah. as a conference, I think. Um, either that or there's just an absolute lack of offense. Yeah, which uh, which outside of Ohio State is probably the case. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I like the under in this, but I would say I, I would, I'd go with Penn State minus 9.5. Michigan really hasn't uh, showed me anything this year that says that they – can hang in big time games. I mean, Iowa. They played Iowa. Iowa's a poor man's top top twenty five team. Yeah, they're like top fifty. Iowa's max. the epitome of the or of the Big Ten defensive uh, identity. Not yeah. too much offense. Yeah. Um. So other than I mean, Michigan got steamrolled by Wisconsin. We all know that. I think Penn State will do something similar. Um, this week. I don't. I don't think it'll be a close game at all. So moving into. Last game that we're going to cover, we got Florida versus South Carolina. Um, Florida minus five, over under 40 and a half. Florida's coming off that tough loss in uh, Baton Rouge, and South Carolina's coming off a huge upset against um, Georgia. So what do you think about this? We got a little got a little clash. We do. Um, South Carolina last week. Um, we're gonna, fans are going to have to decide for themselves whether they think um, the Gamecocks are the real deal or whether they are pretenders. And everything about this team points to them being a pretender. And I think last week they just caught Jake Fromm on a bad day. The Georgia offense hadn't really been clicking, so I think they were kind of due for uh, kind of a meltdown, and they got it. And South Carolina was kind of just lucky to be there and did just enough to pull it out um, in a game that really could have gone either way. Um so I think for Florida to only be favored by five in this game, um, I would have thought Florida would have been favored by like ten. Me too. Because at least ten. Yeah, I mean 10. they lost to LSU last week, but they didn't look terrible doing it. They just I think, they, they choked a couple goal line. Yeah, goal line stands. Two of them they lost by fourteen. Right. So there's your game right there, and no one's been able to really figure out Joe Burrow and the Tigers yet. So I can't really fault them for that. I think Florida wins by two touchdowns here. Me too, at least. I think they drop about 30 points, and I think the over hits. 
Um, I just don't see South Carolina remaining competitive in this game. What do you think, Jake? Um, I like Florida minus five. Um, I think that's a really good line. I don't know. Um, South Carolina, like you said, just it's hard to get a read on them. You know, what are they like four and three or something like that? They're not not anything special. I guess the only thing is SEC is the SEC. So I guess you really ne- never really know, but just. In my mind, going right now, Florida Florida lost last week. They're gonna they're gonna be on a bounce back. They're gonna need a high performance, and then we're gonna have South Carolina. They're really high after last week. They probably think they're you know something special. Turns out they're not. It's the classic thumb up, thumb down. It's gonna cancel out. Florida Florida wins this game by two touchdowns at least. I'm agreeing with you there, Jake. Um, all right. So for this next segment, we're gonna be going in. Uh, little Something off, a little special little, this week. A little off topic. We're going to go uh, top three uh, Seinfeld episodes, uh, the trifecta, some may say. Um, Justin, I'm going to let you go first. What do you have at your number three spot? Right. Um, so at my number three spot, first of all, we watch a ton of Seinfeld. If you haven't seen Seinfeld, then... You're way overdue. You're probably born in like 2005. Right, and you're lame. Anyway, number three... One of our favorite episodes, The Marine Biologist. Everybody knows it. George is lying, of course, first off. That almost goes without saying that George is lying, because George lies in every episode. Uh, He's got a nice new girlfriend who he somehow tricked into thinking that he is a marine biologist, which, of course, he is not. He wanted to be an architect. He is, in, in his own estimation, he is a... Bald man who lives with his parents who shouldn't approach strange women in restaurants. But, um, of course, he ends up at the beach, and there's a beached whale who needs help from the marine biologist, and George intervenes, um, which sparks, you know, his classic, um, his classic monologue where it ends with a Titleist being pulled out from the blowhole, as he exclaims. Hole in one. (laughs) And Kramer adds his line. Uh, one of the most legendary Seinfeld episodes ever, and a great showcase for George Costanza's character. Jake, uh, what do you have at your number three spot? Uh, well, I just want to get this out of the way. I had Marine Biologist at uh, number one, my favorite <laughs> Seinfeld episode. I watch that every time I watch Seinfeld. I need a good episode, need a good laugh. I, I throw on that one. Um, number three for me, I have The Soup Nazi. <laughs> a classic. A great episode. Um, just hands down, just one of my favorite episodes. Just... You mean the guy's, he's a soup Nazi. He is. No soup for you. He says it so much throughout that episode. and It's iconic. And he doesn't make any eye contact with people. Doesn't uh-huh. even, it's like the worst customer service medium, ever. Medium crab bisque. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a total Nazi operation. I just I think that one's really funny. It but the soup's go so good, you gotta come yeah, back. exactly. You gotta put up with it. It's hilarious. Then everybody getting kicked out. Right. And stuff like that. <laughs> it's just a good episode. What do you have at your uh, number two spot? Uh, number two, I have The Strike. This one is from season nine. Uh, better known as the Festivus episode because we're introduced to Frank Costanza's absurd holiday. Uh, Festivus! <laughs> it all revolves around a straight aluminum pole <laughs> because he didn't like the commercial aspects of Christmas. Uh, at the same time, back in, in the city, George is tricking his boss and his co-workers into... Fake donating to a company he made the up. The Human Fund. The Human Fund. Money for people. <laughs> Very specific. But anyway, the only way he can uh, he can prove to his boss that the celebration is real is to take him to the Costanza house 
um, and and, prob- and do the feats of strength or something, uh, so his boss yeah. will believe that it's true. And at the same time, Kramer just got off strike from the donut shop, and <laughs> unbeknownst to every viewer, Kramer's out of job this whole time. <laughs> He's just been on strike. Um, but that pretty much sums that one up. A great holiday episode for sure. I'd like to uh, throw out, um, if you would like to donate to the Human Fund, uh, you can download the Venmo app and Venmo at jbooth22. Um, I'll make sure your donation uh, goes through yeah, to you, the Human Fund. You could also just send the money right to GoPuff and like send a case over for the <laughs> yeah. weekend. Either either, either works, or. Either but or. thank you. One or the other. Um, number two for me, I got um, Shrinkage. Uh, uh, all in all, it's an absolute fantastic. Do girls know? Do girls know about shrinkage? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know what to say about this episode. I mean, shrinkage is real. It oh, is it's a, all. It is it's all thing. too real. Um, and I think that brought to light an that, important that, issue that it is th- that it is a thing. You right. Know? It was kind of an eye-opening episode. It's not. It's not like that all the time. Uh, some true investigative stuff from Seinfeld there. Just a. Great episode idea. It's great. And then, um, isn't that the episode where George's uh, girlfriend like goes topless and right. everybody when he leaves? And Kramer steals all the crabs. Yeah. Or the lobsters. He steals all the lobsters. <laughs> and, he, and he makes them the next morning. <laughs> Illegally. And then, and then the cops show up. Yeah. That ep- Illegal lobster trapping that, in the Hamptons. That episode has a lot of, lots of good laughs um, in it. So what do you have at your number one, Justin? That is a real question. At my top spot, the greatest Seinfeld episode of all time, the contest. How this ended up on, on TV in the 90s is, is sort of amazing. Somehow they're able to address the topic of self-pleasure <laughs> in a way that they never actually use the forbidden word. Uh, they are masters of their domain, king of the castle, uh, what's Elaine, queen of the, no, queen of the something, <laughs> but they're all tempted by, uh, by different, uh, s- seductive elements throughout the whole episode. <laughs> Kramer gives out first, obviously, immediately. Uh, imme- immediately, as soon as they get back to the apartment, uh, uh, Elaine has JFK Jr. in her yoga class or in her spin class. Uh, Jerry has a, a woman changing across the street from him every night. And George's uh, mom walks in on him. <laughs> walks in on him with two nurses, <laughs> the shadows. Anyway, it's a classic episode. It kind of sums up the whole series and its hilarity. Jake, what do you got at number one? I, I had Marine Biologist. We've kind of already discussed it. Um, That's a classic. It's a great episode. Um, just the, the cutscenes. Kramer out there swinging the clubs. Yeah. And he's like whiffing every ball, and the uh-huh. one, one he hits. Solid. Of course. Lands in the blowhole. <laughs> I love the scene where it's way up high and you see George walking into the <laughs> ocean. <laughs> the like he's some kind of hero about to defeat the whale. Oh, so what funny. Was it? it was ten, fo- 10 feet high or what was it? My wife, they were 10 feet long. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something along those lines. All right, that's, uh, that's kind of the sidetrack. Um, we're going to dive back in to the three primetime NFL games. Um, starting with the Thursday night game uh, tomorrow, uh, we got the Chiefs versus the Broncos. The struggling Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are minus three over under forty nine. Justin, what are you thinking? Um, the Chiefs have not looked like themselves lately. Um, 
they started the season out really hot, but um, you got to lose some games at some point. And Patrick Mahomes is, uh, for as great as he is, he's still learning. He's still a young quarterback, so you can't fault him for dropping um, a couple games. But Denver's not an easy place to play. The Broncos have been one of the best in the NFL this year at red zone defense. And combining that with um, Kansas City struggles on offense and the fact they're playing at elevation in Denver, I'm taking the Broncos to win. The Chiefs are favored by three. I'm taking the Broncos to win. I don't think the over is going to hit. I'm betting on the under. 50 and a half points seems a little steep for me. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to be contained. I think a lot of whether the under hits or the over hits um, uh, relies on whether you believe in the Chiefs' offense this week. I think the struggles continue. I'm taking the Broncos, and I'm taking the under. Jake, what do you think? Um, I like the Broncos, but I feel like I just I got to roll with the Chiefs. I, a minus three spread. I feel like the Chiefs, um, Thursday night, they're on a uh, two-game two losing streak. I could see them bouncing back this week. However, um, I think I've personally found the solution um, to beating the Chiefs, and the three words are time of possession. Um, If the Broncos can control the pace of the game, get some first downs, shoot some clock, keep the ball out of the Chiefs' offense hands, because the Chiefs' defense obviously hasn't been good at all this year. So by just keeping the ball out of Mahomes' hands and that offense, um, I think... You know, without a doubt, the Chiefs cover that. I, I would take the over on it as well. I think the Chiefs won by a couple touchdowns. Um, going into the next game, we got Philadelphia versus Dallas. Um, Dallas is minus three, over under 48.5. Justin, what do you think? Well, Amari Cooper's missed practice today. He's injured. Um, and without him, the Cowboys' depth at wide receiver starts to get a little bit suspect. Uh, I'm not, I don't fully believe in Michael Gallup. Uh, old man Jason Witten is still going to turn around and catch his 10-yard um, slant routes. Out routes. Or, yeah, his 10-yard button hooks. But um, <laughs> he's not quite a game-breaker at this stage in his, li- or in his life. His life. <laughs> or at this stage in his career. <laughs> um, awesome. So, combining that with the fact that Sam Darnold... <coughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. No Sam. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking ahead a little bit. There's a sneak preview for our next game. Um Sammy Darnold. But even though it's in Dallas, uh, I think the Cowboys are going to struggle. I'm taking Philly to win. I'm taking the over because my gut's telling me to, and I'm always going to believe in my gut. Take the over. That's all I got to say. Um, Philadelphia is very wishy-washy this year. I'm just going to go flat out. I think Dallas covers this. Um, Dallas, this is... Um, almost a must win for Dallas. They're, it is. They are looking. Jason Garrett's brutal. seat is getting hotter they, and hotter. They they need to win this game, and I think that they all know that they need to win this game. Um, I I think Dallas wins this game by a touchdown. All right, going in to the last game of Monday the week. night. We got Monday night football. We got the Patriots versus Jets. The Patriots are favored by ten points, and the over under is forty two and a half. What are you thinking, Justin? Um, on this one, really, when you look at the Jets' season, it's been a tale of two halves. Whether Sam Darnold is on the field or whether Sam Darnold has mono. When Sam Darnold has mono, they don't win any games. When he doesn't have mono, they go one and one. But they easily could have won week one against the Bills. They only lost by a point. That one was a heartbreaker. 
But last week he looked really, really good. That's the thing. He threw for 338 yards. And it was against the Cowboys. It and it was against the Yeah, and the Cowboys defense looked absolutely hapless in the process. Um, and on the other side of the ball for the Patriots, Tom Brady's been struggling this year. The defense has kind of been booing that team, uh, even though they're undefeated. Tom Brady's been doing kind of just enough to win, which has sort of been overshadowed by everything else that's going on in the NFL. I think his struggles are eventually going to catch up to him, but it's not going to be this week because the Patriots are going to win. They're not going to cover. They're going to win by a touchdown. Nine and a half points is too much for this team. So you would take the Jets? I'm taking the Jets, yeah. And 43 points, I'm looking for the over here. That's kind of a small total for these two teams. Uh, The Jets showed they're capable of explosiveness last week. I mean, the Patriots' defense scores... 14 points away. Right, all by themselves. So, combining that with their offense, I'm liking the over here. Jake, what do you got? Um, as a wise man uh, once told me, uh, don't bet against Tom Brady. Tom Brady um, and the Patriots in general are just, they're hard to go against. Um, very likable team. Got a lot of a lot of guys. Depends on who you yeah, ask. A lot of Joe Schmoes on the team that formed together to f- become one super unit. Uh Super schmo. Super Super Bowl unit. Um, I like the Patriots uh, minus 10 or whatever line you can get them at. Um, I mean, last week it was a little skeptical. They were, what, minus 17 on right. um, Thursday night. But I think this week, I think with the Jets, I think the Jets are kind of a little overhyped after last week's win. Dallas is playing really bad. Um, I think Sam Darnold has a tough time with the Patriots defense, and I think the Patriots uh, come out on top and win by probably uh 17 or so okay um everybody thank you for tuning in to episode four um booze and bets two all things considered um hope you guys enjoy um starting a blog we'll uh put the link in the description of this podcast go check it out uh give us some feedback if you have thoughts on sports you're welcome to write for our blog we can't pay you we can't offer internship credit <laughs> But it's going to be a great experience and a great work environment. Agreed. Um, just thanks, thanks everybody again. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next week.